But I hate when I feel like this And I never hated you Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hey everybody, welcome to Neurotica. Sorry we missed a week, but we're back here. I'm here with my co-host as always, Bobby. What? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh- I just decided <laughs> to make some noises. Anyway, um, it doesn't really matter what I say anymore because the world is ending again. Yeah. Like we get one of these episodes like every quarter. That's true. I mean, your quarterly world is ending report from Neurotica. Well, let's start with <laughs> let's start with the good stuff. Uh, There's daylight, good stuff. Daylight savings. Why uh, is that good? Spring ahead was yesterday, so it's uh, still nice and bright out. I didn't uh, really uh, lose an hour of sleep. I just woke up very confused. Yeah, um, it's still bright out at uh, quarter six. That is nice. And on I Monday, did, and it was pretty warm. I took a nice bike ride yesterday. I took a nice walk around today. I know you don't like the warmth, Bobby, but I know I'm. I'm. It feels nice out. I just don't think it's like a great thing. That it's super. No, warm. not date wise. It's awful. It's it's not good, but for our Earth, it's tremendous content. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Um, For our wanting to go to <laughs> happy hours, it's tremendous. Content. Yeah. Anywho. Um, well, what we're alluding to is um, everything. Um, but specifically, it's not actually global warming that is causing um, the big uh, ruckus in the world right now. Um, it is the coronavirus. Not too much of a surprise there. But there's so much going on with just the coronavirus's like effect that's rippling out that's even intertwined into our politics, into our music, into our, like, entertainment, travel, everything. Like, things are shutting the fuck down. I don't remember anything like this, like, in my life, really. Um, I was going into my freshman year of college when, like, the swine flu was a thing. And my roommate for Penn State summer session got it. And they were like, all right, so we can move him out of the room or we can move you out of the room. Like, it's up to you. And I was like, I'm, I'm not going to get it. It's fine. Just like, leave. <laughs> I was, I was literally just like, leave him in here. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get it. I'm not worried about it. Just leave the pig <laughs> in the cage. They were like, like, they were like, what, what? I was like, no, I'm not going to get it. I'm, I'm not worried. I'm not that lucky. <laughs> I, I feel like they wouldn't do that. <laughs> no. But, and I don't know if like, I, I wasn't, I didn't have the means to travel and like, it wasn't going to be going to concerts and shit like that. But I, I don't remember like all travel being halted, like talk of canceling the Olympics. Or yeah. Cause whatever. I mean, like, I remember natural i mean we all have natural disaster stories and i remember specifically as a kid hurricane floyd like you literally could not get a car through the streets i remember if you walked outside i would have disappeared at whatever height i was at the time but like that's a regional natural disaster we're talking about a global pandemic and we've never seen anything like this to the point that um one of my favorite takes because obviously one of the ripple effects has been the stock market um is the one dude who just his decision was let's just give everybody it to get out of the way oh yeah i mean that's (laughs) that's like the extreme like cartoonish movie villain of capitalism look look i want to i want to say just fucking give it to everyone (laughs) i want to say in a vacuum what he was saying though like it's not the most illogical thing it was just like his point kind of was the mortality rate is low and instead of waiting on a vaccine that's going to keep having like this panic, you just get it out of the way because the mortality rate is so low. But basically that just says is, yeah, if you're old, uh, <laughs> under or uninsured, fuck you. And I was like, that's an interesting way to address income income inequality i guess that we gotta try it right i don't know <laughs> i remember i forget what 
so I dumb. forget what old book series it was that I read when I was like seven years oh, old. Oh, about like the rich eating babies? No, <laughs> no, no. It was about, it was like the boxcar, it wasn't the boxcar kids, but it was oh, like yeah. a, a fucking old like 1930s like children's book series. And it was about how whenever one of the kids in the family gets mumps or whatever um, communicable disease, they put the three kids in the room together and they all had to stay there till we all got till they all got it. And the youngest kid was always the last one to get it and the last one like quarantined. So his plot was, I'm going to go get it first. Uh, yeah. Fuck you to my older brothers. <laughs> I'm going to get out first and like rub it in their faces. And just that's what I always think of when I think of like people saying give it to everyone just to like get it out of the way. Yeah. And we have vaccines for that now. This one we don't have it for. So this guy's just like, oh, let's just let a bunch of people die. They're going to do it anyway. Well, so I did a little bit of research, which is rare for me in any capacity. Um, But I did find out that the coronavirus is from the same strain of diseases as SARS. It is not the same as SARS. And I also found out that a couple of years ago, they were aware this strain was developing and they were developing a vaccine, but nobody wanted to fund it because it wasn't here yet. So basically, I, I get that. Like, and it's it, it's hard to say, yeah, let me fund a vaccine that may never be a thing. Like, well, yeah, when it's but at the, the same, funding comes from selling it. <laughs> yeah. But like at the same time, it's like, really wish we would have just right away and just gone and done that you know i'm just ah, don't worry about the... and it's like you know now we're hearing about you know public officials of oh they came at ted cruz announced very ceremoniously that he was quarantining himself and i quoted from the neurotica yeah, nice try zodiac so there's no zodiac like killing in the world it is ted cruz pretending like... to quarantine himself i feel like ted cruz quarantining himself <laughs> is gonna like make it worse in congress because everyone's gonna throw a party that they don't have to hang out with Ted Cruz yeah. for the next two weeks and like one person there is gonna spread it like it's gonna be like um some slutty congresswoman yeah. like makes out with seven well, guys and gives them all coronavirus at the no ted cruz keg party i would be less concerned about well that's the thing about panic is that i'm less concerned about the economy of like important people catching it and dying i think they'll get the good medical care that they need it's not a high mortality rate it's just all the people that are going to be like calling to work like yeah i gotta self-quarantine myself for two weeks i know a guy knows a guy knows guys coronavirus and our entire economy shuts down because nobody's working just over this period of basically back pay uh vacation that nobody got but deserved doesn't that already happen when like a new madden comes out yeah, like people just call out sick for like three straight days. Oh yeah, I mean, there's always like a, patterns of obviously like things like that, but it's just kind of funny because now it's like it depends on what company you work at. Some companies obviously would tell you, "Hey, stay home, you know, work from home, and try to be safe, and you know, follow the CDC, you know, kind of uh, regulations." Other jobs, that's not a reality. Yeah, like there's just not. And, but if you work in, like, food service, they're known to be assholes. But, like, I can't imagine you being like, oh, I might have contracted coronavirus. I'm going to self-quarantine myself at a restaurant having much standing on uh, firing you for that right now. Well, they might not fire you, but they definitely won't pay you. No, they and won't pay you, working for that... sure. But I'm just saying, if you were just, like, so stressed out and you were just like, I want two weeks off of work, like, it, you could do that right now. I don't know. I kind of wish we had River on to talk about this. Yeah, I mean, but we already had him on for an episode, so he by by law of neurotica, he cannot be on the show again until he upgrades the co-host. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> River has to join the next Patreon tier. Yeah, on again. No, but it it's just like kind of a, a ripple effect though, and he was just saying like, hey, why let the ripple effect be over this long period of time? Why not just do it all at once? And the reason is it's like. Once you actually do the statistics on it, though, you're basically saying you're cool with just killing 11 million people, like, straight up. Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> someone like that is not probably one to care about what the 
how many people will die based yeah. on statistics yeah x y mortality rate is low mortality rate not zero people will die if you enact your plan like 100 percent guaranteed your plan will kill people yeah so like think well, about that next time before maybe you say it on live television about your great economic idea but that's the kind of shit that people are dealing with i mean we know friends who unfortunately our uh, producer couldn't come on to the episode today just because of short notice but um we were talking about it a little bit before Tony had to cancel his trip to um, South by Southwest because of uh, the coronavirus, um, which might itself just get completely canceled. You alluded to the whole fucking Olympics might get canceled. Yeah. Well, I, I think that Tony got an email from South by South. Or no, he got a DM from a uh, like music Bender, outlet that's uh, okay. having a showcase and said that they're canceling theirs. And so he ended up, I think, just trying to get out ahead of it. Um, yeah, so no, he yeah, probably his... was going to get that direction. And he was actually able, lucky enough, to roll over his um, travel money because it was so early to a Vegas trip. And I yeah. I imagine the airlines right now are so accommodating because they're like, we don't want people to just completely try to cash out. We want you to still use it because flights are cheap as hell, too, right now because yeah. of that. Yeah. Which um, makes me want to travel right now, but I got nowhere to go, so I don't really like have an idea. Yeah, I did <laughs> see a meme today. Um that was something along the lines of boomers are freaking out and locking everything down and millennials are just like, oh, fuck yeah, like $150 <laughs> like Spirit Airline flights to the Bahamas. Yeah, <laughs> like, and that's the funny thing too is just, you know, when you talk about the coronavirus, if you catch it, you have to consider what are your real odds of, you know, being harmed by it. Now, here's where it's getting a little bit more complicated is what they're saying is, this is a deadly pandemic, so you have to kind of quarantine yourself because you don't want it to spread it to other people. Most millennials, though, are just like, we're not going to die from this. Also, this is the only time we'll ever be able to like have flights at the prices that you motherfuckers had like probably like 40 years ago. Yeah. Before the ship, like, you know, well, the first time I could ride first class in, like, any kind of capacity that I could afford, probably. It's, like, one of the things that is a defining trait of millennials is, like, so there's a Katy Perry song where she's talking about, like, oh, shout out to all the people who are, like, using their rent on bottle service. Yeah. I forget what song it is. But it's, like, I feel like we are, like, really short-sighted financially because we, like, came into depending on how old we are we came into either uh, a really bad job market or no matter how old you are you probably came in with a ton of student debt and uh with stagnating uh real wages compared to output and i think that we're all basically just of the opinion that we're never going to be able to retire and so yeah we don't think long term like that and we're also most of us still young enough to have like the I'm a destructible type of attitude. So when you put those two things together with a flu-like virus with a relatively low mortality rate, we're just going to be like, like, all right, fuck this. Can't get it. It's yeah. not, not going to happen to me. I'm, I don't have any like thing to save for in my <laughs> life. Like I'm never going to retire or own a house. So yeah. I'm just going to take advantage of this in a way that boomers like actually had incentives to not do that. And so... They have this opposite instinct. Well, I want to add two big caveats to that. And one of them is that, um, you know, you're talking about millennials in general. Like, okay, we can't have these things or whatever. But, like, that's the thing is, like, I regret my 401k. I wish I just paid off my student loans and just saved in, like, my own investment account. Because my own investment account was doing pretty well and I had really easy access to it. And I took out some money recently and the tax implications were, like, fucking nothing and i get it's post-tax pre-tax like that's what makes 401k great is that it's pre-tax but market's gonna crash i'm gonna have it in there for forever but the reality is i'm probably gonna die before 60 that's not me being like fatalistic it's just the reality of my body's not working well now and i'm 27 almost um and then two I also want to point out, though, what you were starting to talk about, though, there was a very illuminating article on crack that I read that was very reminiscent somewhat of my childhood that I would love to go back and find and maybe link on our account if we can remember to do that for once. Should we try to get Schmitty the Clam on? Who? <laughs> From Cracked. Schmitty the Clam? Yeah, he's the new Jack O'Brien. Alex Schmidt. 
Oh, I like Alex Schmidt, though. I didn't yeah. know they'd call him Schmitty the Clam. I, Jack O'Brien was calling him that on... Uh-oh. He was still at Cracked on Podcast. <laughs> I love the Cracked Podcast. I would listen... I guess I just forgot the Schmitty the Clam thing. Uh, no, I would love to have him on. But there was an old article, and I can't remember who it was. Um, somebody I really liked who wrote about being poor. That was David Wong, probably. Yeah, probably David Wong. But he talked about being poor, though... And it might not have been him because I remember this distinctly being someone who wasn't like so well known, but like somebody I remember reading a couple articles from that I liked that maybe went on to nothing or maybe went on to something. But they wrote about being poor in the sense of just like the psychology, but and that's why I could be David Wong. The psychology of just like why would a poor person spend money that they don't really have? And the reality is if you're poor, Let's say somebody says, okay, here's, um, you know, your tax return. In reality, what, you sh- what should you do with your tax return if you're a poor person? Save it. Yes. Why aren't you doing that? Because you never have money. And exactly. not a condition to think long term at all. That's not even it. It's, you know, that money's gone already. There's going to be a bill. There's going to be a car breakdown. The money's gone regardless. You're never getting that money back. There's no saving it. You're going to need it. Use it for something you want now because you're not going to have that chance again. It's a sanity technique. Okay, that makes sense too. Well, I mean, it makes a certain. It makes sense why is, that well, would be the reason that you have like a high, whatever it's called, velocity or. Well, that's why I want to kind of even bring that up because we do talk a lot about this world of self care, and people could be right now like millennials. They do these reckless things called self, and they call it self care. But the reality more. is we were doing that me and my dad were doing that and i remember i used to get into fights with him because we would go to the grocery store and he would buy shrimp and i would scream at him i'm like why the fuck would you buy shrimp it's like nine dollars a pound chicken is like buy one get one free like and we would get in these fights and i couldn't realize what he was trying to say back to me and i realized it later he's basically just buying shrimp once a month so he didn't have to eat chicken every single fucking day yeah. And I now know why somebody would fucking not want to eat chicken every single fucking day. Like, and go, okay, I'm going to buy this thing I really can't afford because my brain can't handle another minute of just this. Yeah. I mean, that's part of why. I mean, I never was like a big fan of pasta, but part of the reason that I'm so averse to it now, beyond like all the other arguments that I make, is that. I ate it, like, every day in college. Yeah. I was just like, I'm so fucking sick of this. I never want to see another piece of pasta again in my life. Yeah, and there's certainly things like that for me as well, like, just college things that I leaned on so much that... And it's also even funny with, like, certain things, like, foods that I'm just, like, they they have comfort in them. You know, obviously, for me, Pepsi's a big one. I'm even kind of craving one right now because I'm trying to pull off my caffeine uh, intake. But I'm really, like, you know... You can't really just get off that shit. You got to wean. Yeah. Which I don't know. I just thought cold turkey was a good idea. We're only like 18 minutes in this podcast. I'm like, when the fuck is this shit going to be over? I'm going to get my Pepsi. Um, no. At least you get some sugar or something. I think I have a sugar addiction. But um, that's the whole point, though. It's just like... I remember somebody shared something on Twitter that might be like the worst advice I ever read and was the best advice I ever read. And it was... Just because your self-care thing is dangerous doesn't mean it's dangerous to you. And what the person meant, and I re- I butchered the wording of it, and they said it in a much more elegant, you might need that right now. Like, and I guess the logical extreme is you would never want to say that to somebody with like a cocaine addiction or something like that and be like, well, you need cocaine right now. It gets you going. But like, if somebody is having like one beer after work, you would also be like, that person's an alcoholic. And it'd be like, let that person have that one beer right now because they kind of just need it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why a lot of people that are even like left politically who want taxes to go up on stuff don't necessarily want it to go up for um, tobacco or alcohol. Like, not just because they use that, but because. It's just it's like a natural it's like something that people used to self-medicate and self-medicating is bad. But like sometimes it's the only medicating that you can do. Yeah. So and it's funny because it's like, well, 
you know, you're talking about all these people who don't want to hear about, you know, the realities of healthcare. And as I learned more of them, yeah, you do need to really be in control of your own health. But when you don't have control, it's basically like you're either the haves or the have nots. You're going to get that fixed or you're just not going to. Yeah. And part of, part of what I was um, thinking when I just said, like, self-medicating is bad. But sometimes, yeah. like, people will say, um, I, like, try to have cash on me more now to, like, give to homeless people because yeah. I, like, walk past them. Yeah. And this is not me trying to virtue signal or anything like that, um, even though, obviously, it has no other way of coming out but to sound like that. I'm but, doing that, too, though. But I am actually, I'm not kidding. I'm not even undermining you. I've been doing the same thing. But uh, <laughs> people will be like, oh, like, why Why are you giving him money? Like, he's just going to use it on alcohol or drugs. I'm like, what, is he going to use it to buy a fucking house? Like, yeah. No, he's like, not. So good. Like, he needs to, if they need to, like, have some alcohol or drugs to, like, get any fucking enjoyment out of life, like, I'm happy to help provide that for them. Yeah, and I want to point out two more things. Uh, one, that was another article I read on Cracks about being homeless, is that most homeless people are not addicts. They're bored. Um, because just being in that sad of a state, like bored or depressed, that side of a state, drugs are the only way to really get by. And two, like, you know, it's... I might have lost this point, but honestly, it's still kind of in the same vein, though. Just, you know... You're talking about, well, don't buy drugs or alcohol. That's not going to help you. But it's, to Bobby's point, what is going to help him? Like, we're not providing that. Yeah, we're providing right. that little bit of release. And you know who's going to most likely die the coronavirus? A homeless person. Yeah, you know. So I'm not that upset right now if I give them a dollar and they go buy a beer because they're not going to have the treatment they need if they get coronavirus. Yeah, I, and I don't want to paint with too broad a brush like saying that every yeah homeless person is an addict or that's what they are using their money for. I'm just saying like if it is, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. If there would be, if if a homeless person had ever saved enough money to buy a house from the money that people give them, there would be a movie about that. And there would be articles about that in every newspaper. <laughs> and there hasn't fucking been one. Yeah. So it's never fucking happened. The only thing that's ever happened is homeless to Harvard. That's the biggest story. And that girl got into Harvard because she was smart. She didn't buy a fucking house. Like, that's just your brain power being, like, naturally selected to be the best. And then you got to Harvard. Like, that's not, like, I mean, great story not to knock that person's journey at all. But that's not, like, her saving up money to go to Harvard. It was, like... Her showing that she deserved to be there and they gave her the ride, I believe. Like, or maybe she was saving up money. But either way, like, saving up to buy a house is, is actually probably yeah. the hardest thing to do or in today's society. Or save up to make rent on an, like, you're, they're not going to be able to save to buy a house, certainly. They're not going to be able to save to put a fucking uh, first month's, last month's, and a deposit on an apartment. Like, they're going to either get food or they're going to get something else, like. I'm assuming, and I don't want to assume these things. I'm, but I am assuming. That. Hey, man, I've been poor and I've been technically homeless, but I've been, never been on the street, and that's the thing where I can't really give that kind of insight. But there is that kind of feeling, though, where I used to feel guilty, though, using on myself. And there's really that two split now, where it's like, you know, it starts off. I really think with when you're in a poor family, there are some people that are just like fuck it you know like we got some money you know let's have some fun there are people who are like no fuck it we need to save but you know what really follows and it's been consistent you know when we talked to river you me we had the whole episode is the same anxieties they stick around and we talked about that on the the episode and now that's i guess where that guy was trying to say is like well let's get rid of the anxieties now but he also kind of had a dumbass point in the fact that the market's going to hit it hardest now because the panic is at the highest now. To say give it to everybody now would be like, that would be like, yeah, let's just tank the fucking economy and hope it rebounds now because I'm like worried about the long-term ramifications. Don't you think over time maybe like it's going to become more contained or is it going to become less contained? That's really the story now. I don't really know because it feels like everybody's got a different story. It's, it's not a high mortality rate. You're not going to die. And then the other thing is, this is never going away because we already fucked up containing it. Also, isn't that 
manipulating the market in a way that you would think that someone with this sort of take would say is impossible or bad? Yeah, you can't do that. Like, I mean... <laughs> like, if it's gonna... If the market is supposed to be a sine wave, which it hasn't been, it's been yeah. up, up, up for the last decade. But if it's natural ups and downs like that, what is the good of, like, artificially having a little extra up? Like, if it wasn't involving getting people fucking sick and dying, then I could see the logic behind it. But yeah, it is. <laughs> and that's the thing is, is it's just chemical warfare against everybody, I guess. I don't know what the fuck is, like, real thought process... Like, I get what he's saying. Get it out of the way for you, the common person who's probably not going to die from coronavirus or even catch it or whatever. But you know what? There's a panic for a reason. People are worried. If you're over 55 years old, I probably wouldn't leave the house in the next three months. Um, nothing important's going on. <laughs> you don't need to. Um, yeah, don't go to the pools. There's a lot of people there. Yeah, pools, man. Pool halls, <laughs> don't go to them. Um pokemon don't go to the pool yeah. <laughs> um, yeah don't listen to anything joe biden saying he might accidentally tell you to elect his opponent um unless he says bernie sanders then do that uh but yep. no the coronavirus is really like they're thinking about okay we have to talk about the olympics now i think i was just about to talk about them <laughs> yeah because i was just wondering like how much it must suck to train for like your entire life to go to the olympics and like reach the pinnacle and then they cancel them before you get a chance to, like, fuck everyone in the Olympic Village. And this is what I want to say. I think this one, and this is going to sound so conspiracy theory. I think that they were looking for an excuse to cancel this, this Olympics. The conditions in Qatar are awful. They, they've been fighting this um, awarding since it's happened because it was bought, essentially. And they didn't have the infrastructure and they were like, oh, we're rich and we're just going to build all the infrastructure, which is fine because in a country like Brazil, that's a huge issue because they go to ways. Country like Qatar, they're all ATVing through the desert. Here's two big problems though. Qatar, not a great place to be weather-wise. No. People are going to die. Um, two... I think Qatar, isn't there, like, some, like, very, like, hostile, like, the richest people of Qatar are, like, being kidnapped right now? I don't know. I know that they're basically building all the infrastructure using slave labor, which is where I thought that you were going. <laughs> yeah, I see. Well, it's just I figured generally that a, was it's not a good the place. way they were going to go about it. They've been looking for excuse to, to either move or cancel this Olympics. They should. And it's because Qatar is absolutely unethically abhorrently not able to host this olympics america could have hosted it could have won for 2024 i think and now will if i'm not mistaken or 2028 i don't remember what they're hosting los angeles yeah so that Um, should it's 2028 but we even did in a class where we were trying to um pitch all the cities like we were assigned a city in one of my sport management classes and there was even this idea of a joint city like olympics and we were pitching, I think, like, um, like I think we might have been pitching either L.A. or Chicago, and we had pretty good things, but, like, New York couldn't even handle it, which is funny because you think New York is, like, the metropolis everybody would go to, but, like, you can't bring that many people to New York. You don't have that space. There's now. already too many people there. Yeah. And there's you, nowhere to put stadiums and stuff. Yeah, like, and then you talk about other places, like, Chicago, and then you're like, well, Chicago would maybe work, but that's still not a really good fit. And then LA, LA already successfully did this once. So I'm like, okay, well. But doesn't hosting the Olympics like suck ass and oh, not, yeah, it's you don't it's actually get the like benefits that everyone says that you'll get from it? Oh, we can have a whole episode about that. Yeah, we had a whole, like even my teacher, like who um, was like on the Olympic committee was like, yeah, it's kind of a touchy subject because it's more just like a badge of honor. And then we had a finance class, and then the guy was like, no, let's talk about the financial impact of stadiums Olympics. Um, they're catastrophic on the local economy. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, nothing so, gets repurposed. Like, everything is supposed to get repurposed, and nothing does. Yeah, you want to know why... Um, Sochi, or- you want to know why Citizens Bank Park isn't in Chinatown? Because the fucking citizens didn't want to pay to put fucking Citizens Bank Park in Chinatown. It would have fucked so much shit up. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure that the, like, swimming pools that were used in, like, Brazil and Russia are just... Yeah. 
uh, sitting there like completely. They're like fucking uh, abandonment oh, porn forget, on Tumblr. Soccer or Brazil did the World Cup in the Olympics. Soccer is a, a sport that's a little bit more prevalent in Brazil, but they didn't have great soccer stadiums. So they built better soccer stadiums, and that's why Brazil's um, government is considered corrupt, and they have a very Trump-like... Way worse than Trump. Yeah, well, way worse than Trump because he's a little bit more able to get away with corruption just because that's a little bit more... Well, he's more fit mentally, and he's, like, openly, gleefully fascist and trying to, like, longing for the days of military dictatorships that, like, killed all dissidents, and, I mean, you can read plenty about him from like glenn greenwald uh from the intercept who's yeah traveling everywhere with crazy security because his husband is um in their parliament oh i didn't know that his husband took over a parliamentary seat for their friend who was i think the first uh gay woman in parliament and they she was killed uh, by the Bolsonaro government. It's, like, fucking crazy. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, like, I haven't been following it, like, as closely as maybe you have. But, um, yeah, like, I I followed it a little bit because um, my ex was a Brazilian. And he sounded like fucking garbage. But I already knew about the World Cup and the um, and Olympics being held there being, like, bad ideas. Because we were talking about that. We were like... We talked about other small countries, like I think Greece hosted something. Um, they might have hosted like a world. They Cup hosted or uh, the Athens Olympics. Yeah, the Athens Olympics. That didn't help them, and I mean, obviously, their economy tanked not sh- like shortly after. I mean, part of it is that Greeks think they're the hardest working, and everybody else in Europe also thinks that the Greeks are the least hardest working, which stereotyping not great but you know it was kind of an illuminating thing when you talk about just you know that's the problem is you know a a country like Qatar wants the Olympics to just say they had the Olympics it's to put Qatar on the map and Greece maybe didn't know what was coming but they kind of had some short-sightedness Brazil never should have done it and now we have this coronavirus that's about to make it even canceled for Qatar but Really, what that's going to do is help a lot of people who apparently are being under slave labor, from what you're saying. I don't think that one's going to get canceled because of coronavirus. I think that's the official title we'll get. That one's going to get canceled because it's a fucking human rights disaster. I mean, that would... It's a sunk cost, but it would suck if they had all the slave labor going into building it. I, I think what they should do is either find a multi-country solution like America, Canada, and Mexico to host an emergency like venues, or they push it off a year and have it come to America or something like that. Or, and I'm not saying that because I want the Olympics in America. I don't like the Olympics. I think the Olympics are a joke. I've said this on the podcast before. I don't watch it, especially not rooting for Americans. I know patriotism is big with people. Yeah, I'm going to root for our country where we have, like, all the fucking luxuries in the world where people can, like, spend 24 hours a day training in a pool to become Michael Phelps where other countries swimming is, like, to survive because a hippo will fucking kill you if you ever go in the river. Like, you think I fucking care if Michael Phelps is the fastest swimmer? Like, he's been basically paid his whole life to be the fastest swimmer. I understand that. I still love the Olympics and... I just, they're not my favorite sports. They're not interesting sports to me personally, so I don't care. Like... I, I love, like, volleyball and beach volleyball. Um, I don't want to watch NBA. Handball. <laughs> I do like handball and stuff like that, and I do have an interesting story, but I won't steal your thunder. I root for America thing and everything except basketball. That's the one where it's, like, we have the biggest advantage, I think. And, like, there's... And I also have enough knowledge to, like, know other people from other countries yeah. and glom onto them. Like, if the United States is playing Australia, like, led by Ben Simmons, I'm probably... Definitely rooting for Australia. Well, I think that's one of those things, too, where I was watching the Olympics one year, and I think that's what broke my um, just, like, belief in the Olympics. It might have been a winter one, but they were talking about China. Um, But it might have been the Beijing Olympics itself, which was a summer one, where they were talking about how China was trying to um, train people in sports that nobody else was really concerned about so their medal count looks better. Yeah. And so was Russia. But America always does that because they always have enough people to do it everywhere. So there was basically this war 
not dissimilar to the stupidity that is our electorate system of just having the most medals. And that's what like people were fighting for. And it wasn't like about somebody's journey of being like training and being the best and like winning the gold. It was all about who's got the best country because our athletes won the most medals. And I was like, this is just gross, man. Like I, like I always want to root for the underdog, like some dude from some country that, you know, never had any business winning. Like, you know, the movie, like cool if there's a Jamaican a bobsled yes. team. <laughs> yeah. It's a cliche, but like, you know, why wouldn't I want to root for that team over the fucking Canadians who, of course, are good at bobsledding? Yeah. Well, yeah, I definitely would. Yeah. Like, I mostly, honestly, the biggest bummer about the Olympics to me is if it gets canceled and everyone that's just been like training to fuck every night in the Olympic Village doesn't get to do it. I will make the offer on Erotica. If anybody loses out on fucking in an Olympic <laughs> Village and they're upset about it, call me. And I will yell at you. You're a fucking idiot. You don't need sex that bad. You're an Olympic athlete. Go to any bar and take your shirt off. Jesus Christ. I feel bad for them, man. Just call each other. Fine. We'll get the convention <laughs> of Olympic athletes who are angry about the canceled Olympics. And we'll just set up tents in the middle of the convention center. And y'all can just fuck each other. I don't care. Don't catch coronavirus. I would watch that. Um, can we talk about the coronavirus hoax? What's that? Um, so Donald Trump very early in America being, uh, you know, reporting that coronavirus has been transmitted, uh, said that CNN has already started a hoax about how serious it is. Yeah, it rules how fucking stupid he is. Yeah, and then um, I had a person who I'm Facebook friends with. Um, him and his MAGA friends, uh, in the comments of his Facebook status, laughed their asses off as me as a um, dumb liberal who believes anything because I said, you guys should be taking the coronavirus seriously. And then eventually, I like literally an NP died of another country. I don't remember which one specifically, but they were just elected. Um, and then we had more cases in America, our own presence and people are quarantining themselves and we've ran out of tests in a lot of hospitals. And I said, like, see what you're, you bullshit you're pushing, man. And it's a hoax. And he goes, cause you, you, who's your mother? Who's your father? I'm 62 years old. Like, like, do you know what, have you ever been on another planet? Like, apparently this dude believes he's been to another planet. So that's where I've, that's where I've learned that maybe I don't need to say anything back to him, but I finally did channel my inner Bernie bro anger and went, just because they went MAGA on me, I went, I said, like, my mother is dead. What the fuck does she have to do with this? You know exactly who my dad is, you idiot. How old are you? Do you know who your mother and father is? Bernie is 78. Call him when you could get that age. Because he's like, I'm 62. Call me when you get that age. How can you just assume you know about the coronavirus when you're a man whose form of punctuation is three commas to start any new start of, like, idea. Being a Bernie bro is so much fun. I love it. I mean, it kind of sucks. I nice to everybody, and then when I'm mean to the one person who was mean to me first, everybody decides that I'm a horrible person. Yeah, I mean, it sucks that we are not in a great position to win the Democratic and you know, uh, nomination you know, because the reality is though th- those people do exist and there's people that are more radicalized than our candidate we're not going to disregard them they exist they're fucking idiots they're the worst of us and we've been them at points but there is so many bad faith arguments and if you don't think there's been plenty of mayor Pete people liz warren people joe biden people like etc 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 that i argued with back when the field was much further that called me horrible, disgusting names. And now that Bernie lasts and Joe Biden's crew is mostly older voters who can't use Twitter, like it's now come down to these Bernie bros. And I even posted the article that posted it back to when the phrase was coined as just a joke during the election and Hillary's um, team was able to weaponize it. The initial Bernie bro was a joke that it couldn't exist, that there couldn't, but there were a few white guys who were so vocal that wouldn't leave people alone. But well, it wasn't that it couldn't exist. It was a very narrow definition. Yeah, but it whitewashes a lot of 
not me us movement which is you know is multi-generational multi-racial multi-gendered multi um you know ability like everybody of every credence and like color and like background no matter where you came from you can be a part of this and that's why we get frustrated and then you see the coronavirus stuff and you're like is that gonna help us or hurt us too like i don't know like are we because we saw even a report that compared Bernie to the coronavirus. Trump's calling it a hoax. It wasn't a report. It was just a Chiron. On well, CNN. yeah, he didn't, he didn't compare them, but it was just like CNN at the bottom. Like the guys like was doing opinion. It's like, can either of these be stopped? Coronavirus and Bernie Sanders. And it's like, what? How do you make like that a some like association in any way? Like, yeah. I mean, I was honestly mostly just saying that it's fun being mean to people online it is fun being mean to people online but i think people are losing the reasoning why we're being mean to people online because they're being assholes first i'm being mean to people who are being mean to me or they're just wrong idiots like (laughs) my thing has basically been like i'm gonna tone down being a dick to people unless it becomes clear that they are entrenched and not changing their minds yeah and bad faith and then i'm just like all right uh, this person, there's nothing that could sway them, so I'm just gonna be a dick, dickhead to them because it's fun and it makes me feel good. Well, and I guess it's just like one of those things where it's just like I, I've been thinking lately about writing more about just like how many of us are being more radicalized than our you know candidate, how many of us are you know actually in that you know extreme cusp that everybody's so worried about. But there was even a tweet that we saw recently where um, somebody said, you know, I don't have a problem with, you know, people being mean online. I have a problem, uh, you know, during uh, Iowa caucus, a paid staffer telling us that Elizabeth Warren believes in um, gay conversion therapy and privatizing all mental health. And I went into the comments and everybody goes, oh, my God, these Bernie bros are ridiculous. This is insane. These Bernie guys are ridiculous. And then there were other comments that were saying this was a Pete Staffer, like with like not evidence, but like closer evidence being that like tweets from people that day who said, I can't believe a Pete Staffer just said that shit. Like, you know, there was there was more pointing to Pete than there was to Bernie, but the assumption was already gone. And it was like that tweet itself was just already damaging. Yeah. I don't know. People are it hurts. it's like hard to but it's like the same thing with the coronavirus. It's like you try to tell people, like, just wash your hands. Don't touch your face. If you feel any symptoms, just get checked out. And, like, that's what I was trying to say to the guy. I was like, dude, like, you can't call us a hoax, please. Like, I know we fight about politics sometimes, but, like, this is not a hoax. It's serious. You were somebody who's at risk. He's, like, 62 years old, and he's trying to tell me, I know better than you. This isn't a problem. Like, you're the person who needs to know this the most. Yeah. Uh, right before I came over here, there was a stud- there was a a story came out about some, I think it's a congressman that like met with Trump and shook his hand, and the yeah. guy now has coronavirus, and everyone was like, "Oh yeah, this this rocks. Trump's gonna get coronavirus." And I was just like, "Trump's been like eating seven Big Macs a day for thirty five years. He's not yeah. he's not made of like normal human uh, <laughs> biological tissue. Like he's not going to." He's going to far outlive me. Yeah, and there's things like with the people talking about the mortality rate of um, the coronavirus. A lot of it is they're saying it's like lower than the actual flu. I think sample size and, you know, what we know so far probably makes it a little too hard to say that that's the actual mortality rate. But let's say for a second it is the flu's mortality rate. We shouldn't freak out more than we should. It's a media sensation, something like that. Why is the guy who's in charge of a country so stupid? And I know that sounds like a non sequitur question, but if it wasn't something to panic about, how do you keep helping people panic? Because he just like keeps like running and he meets a person who has the coronavirus and futures go completely down today. And his only reaction was great for the consumer gas prices are going down. I mean, that was something that I kind of agreed with. Like, I don't have a car, Bobby. <laughs> I don't either, but... I have like, investments, I, though. I have very little money in the stock market. I have money in the stock market. <laughs> but you know what the whole point is, though? We're talking about unity, and we talk about, like, 
Bernie and Joe, and it's like, oh man, they're gonna have to reach everybody. It's like Donald Trump literally is just like, if you have a car, good for you. Life is great. That that is the only outcome of the coronavirus. There are so many people that are probably getting fucked on these futures because they were speculating on the idea that, that like, I mean, there's people who probably shorted the stock market and are making money off the idea that our stock market is going down. Yeah, that's what that there is. That's how, it's 100 percent how shorting true. stocks works. Yeah. So that's when Bernie talks about a minor tax on stock market speculation. Those those things that happen don't generally affect me or you. Even me, who did get affected by it, I was joking. I looked at my portfolio. I only have like five grand in this one account that I have. It went down six percent. It was like three hundred bucks. I'm like, ah shit. Like and I was like, ah, but it's like not like catastrophic. It's not like yeah. and it, the the market will rebound and I'm not picking out of that for some kind of like huge savings, but like, you know, that's my long-term investments account. And I already pulled from it recently for like an emergency purchase kind of thing. Like, but that's the whole thing. It's like, I look at my 401k right now and I'm like, I wish I could have just like have rolled that over on top of my student loan debt and canceled those out together. But that would have been a simple, you know, legislature idea that somebody could have passed um, years ago that I'm sure plenty of people went, nah, because you know why? You got to keep the money in the market for the fucking banks and, you know, the brokers to keep reinvesting and shit. Like, you got to keep the money in the hands of, you know, Fidelity. Don't don't pay off your student loans. Don't get you out of debt. Don't let you get more money. Make sure Fidelity gets that pre-tax. Pre-tax 401k. There's no pre-tax pay off your student loans. You get a tax break. It's not great. Is your tax break enough to offset your tax payments, Bobby? No. Yeah, not at all. Oh, the, even the tax breaks from losing the, on the stock market is where it goes. I mean, some companies try to lose on purpose just to get the tax breaks. Oh, yeah, I don't Losing know. as a human just sucks. Losing as a company is just like, as long as you just don't completely fucking go bankrupt and have a product nobody wants, like, you really can't lose as a company. Yeah. The only people that I honestly feel any bad for about the, like, stock market crashing is people that are going to be retiring soon because like my whatever my small amount of my 401k goes down say say you have a lot in your 401k but you're not retiring for 20 years like you have 20 years for that to fucking stabilize and like you're gonna end up it's gonna go up and up and up eventually like the only people that are actually like fucked are people that are literally retiring in the next like year yeah, I feel or bad. Or three years if, if there's like a a legit res- recession, which I wouldn't be surprised about. But I think even them, you know, if they did their investing over a 30-year period, the return is generally 7%. You compound it, they should still have a good retirement. Hopefully they can get that. The point I'm making is... I don't think I'm going to be alive for my retirement or if I retire, it's not going to be on my 401k terms. It's going to be me somehow becoming famous or some shit. Like that's literally the world we live in right now until somebody changes that millennials. We, we don't retire. We either blow up or high, like just blend in, I guess. I don't know. It, it's so funny how we talk about how our generation is so like enigmatic, but like it's, Basically, everybody I know in my generation is just trying to get back to the same normalcy that everybody else has had in family life. It's just cards are stacked so against us right now. Yeah. Everybody just wants a family and a fucking house and a, you know, a yard with a white picket fence and a yellow lab and two kid, two and a half kids. That's always the joke because that's the average amount of kids. Like, people want that. I like, I can't fathom that. I have mental health issues. Like, that's already, like, something that, you know, knocks me. But even the common, you take out mental health issues. Let's say, okay, oh, okay, he's just got, you know, he went to college. He's got a good degree and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, maybe I could afford up to buy a house, but I'll probably die before I retire just because of 
my health problems that I had due to stress from years of my childhood and stuff like that. Like, I'm not retiring at 65. I'm retiring if I kick ass and I decide I can retire early and I guess when I'm going to die. Yeah. And that sounds sad, but like, how many people also could hear that and kind of say right back to that? Yeah. Because that's kind of the reality. Probably almost everyone. Yeah, like that's the reality for a lot. Of, my dad just asked me if I can help him set up um, retirement plans. And I just said, Dad, you missed the mark by like 30 years. Yeah. Like he's got Social Security that will be able to tap into eventually. But I was like, dude, you can't start your retirement planning in your 50s. You are retired. You're on disability, man. Like, it, sorry to... Give out my dad's information. That's a violation, right? <laughs> I, does he care? No. <laughs> he doesn't. I mean, but he, he... I mean, he might care a little bit for pride reasons. But, like, he just, like... I don't know. He really just has a lot of pride. And he still wants to work. And he still wants to have an American dream of retiring on his own terms to something. And, you know, he wants a cheaper retirement than any of us wants. He doesn't need a million dollars. He wants, like... He wants to buy a shack in Louisiana or something, you know? Like, he wants to live cheap on the bayou with his friend and build bikes. Like, that's what he wants to do with his life. Like, me, I'm in this moment right now where I'm, like, tired of what? Like, I'm bored now. 27 almost, and days off, I have nothing to do, and I'm trying to figure out how do I make the world better. Like, I, I take the whole world on my shoulders. I don't yes. got time for coronavirus. <laughs> to, your, to your extreme detriment. Yeah. I don't got time for coronavirus. You're going to have to take that one, Bobby. To get it? To fix it. I can't do that. Oh, well, I can't get it. So my thing is... You can't get it? No, I can't. I don't... I can't get coronavirus. So um, my name on Twitter right now, my display name is uh, my plan, which is cash app $5, and I will send you a vial of uh, my coronavirus immune blood. Uh, which you can then use to inoculate inoculate yourself and your family. Uh, I would suggest watering it down a bit to make it last, so you're not just injecting uh, my straight blood in, uh, because that could cause you to get dinged on drug tests if for blood doping or something like that if your white blood cell count is too high. But yeah, I mean, it's not like I haven't thought about and come up with a perfect solution to this. So it's really not that big of a deal. So, I don't know what the Health and Drug Administration, Food and Drug Administration, sorry, uh, ability to find a podcast is, but I'm going to assume you might want to get a lawyer. No, because I'm saving the human race, so I'm feeling pretty good about this plan. Yeah. Um, have you ever played the game The Last of Us, Bobby? No. Would you be upset if I spoiled it for you? No. Okay, well, in the, the game The Last of Us, uh, there's this girl named Ellie, and she's the only one who's actually, like, immune to the virus. Like, she gets, like, clearly, like, a scar in her arm, and it's actually, like, kind of heals up. Um, so they realize that she's immune. So they decide they're going to make a vaccine with her uh, DNA. Okay. So they... Uh, I like this so far. Yeah, yeah. So they, they get her to the place they need to be, and um, they decide they're going to dissect her brain. Okay. So that's the only way that's gonna work. Um, this this is this is a video game, right? Yeah, but it's a video game. It's not realistic. This is not a real person that's immune to coronavirus that we're talking about here. No, no. This, of... I'm talking about this was a zombie virus, but I'm saying the only way that they could actually analyze this is if they took your brain out. And um, I feel like that's maybe not that scientifically accurate. Well, we have to try because it's like. We could save 11 million lives if we can get your brain out of here. It's similar in that there's a person that's immune to the disease. Bobby, That's like basically where the similarities end here. Bobby, I'm kind of gaslighting you right now. Basically what I'm just saying is your death is going to save a lot of people's lives because what you're doing sounds dangerous as shit. That sounds fine. Do you have any diseases? Have you been tested? I don't have... I never had had sex sex in my life. Great. Yes, it's the only disease that you can have. So I can't have any STDs. I'm immune to coronavirus, so I'm probably immune to, like, everything else. Right. So, what, you get some immune to coronavirus blood you inject it into yourself? Yeah, I mean, I don't see any problem with just self-injecting. 
that blood works fine that way. Uh, most people probably can't afford to go get it injected, you know? Yeah, no, I feel that. I don't know how much it costs, like, even a copay to an urgent care. Do you know what your blood type is? No. I think it's fake. I think it's just another way that the the hospitals have been trying to, like, get more money out of us by pretending there's rare blood types. I think everybody has seen blood. I used to donate plasma in college uh, for beer money, but I'm sure that they told me what my blood type was, but I wasn't paying attention. I have no clue. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm the type that everyone can get. Yeah. Everybody can get Bobby's blood. <laughs> yeah. Unlike <laughs> me and coronavirus, which I can't get. God damn it. <laughs> I just imagine Bobby's blood starts the newest version of AIDS. Because, like, technically, AIDS are the monkey's blood. And not to compare you to a monkey, Bobby, but you've got a very nicely trimmed beard that reminds me of a, a very handsome gorilla man. Um, and I just don't want to give baits to everybody. My blood's, my blood's good. Imagine. What do you mean your blood's good? <laughs> it's good blood. What do you mean it's good Imagine, blood? Imagine, so they're talking about like, um, playing NBA games in front of empty stadiums with only essential personnel, right? Yeah, that's well, weird, dude. Ins- instead, they could just give everyone a shot of my, like, saline blood solution. Then they or... go in. That's actually a really good way to give it to a lot of people at once. What is the justification for not, like, just because it, it's so many people would be in one place that it could spread to so many people? And... Yeah. Okay. They've already started ordering this for um, Italian soccer matches. And well, I think the U.S. is, well, they at least sent, like, feelers out to NBA teams being like, you guys need to prepare. Oh, for shit, this. I have a season ticket holder. You think I'm going to get money back? I'm going to say, uh, no. no. Six is going to lose. Actually, maybe. Or maybe they'll roll it over to my playoff payments. That'd be cool. Who knows? I feel like this is the type of thing that's like Sixers are so, so all over the place the that the government might actually like subsidize stuff to like help people from getting fucked over. I think maybe? that I don't could know. be the case, but i just saying with the current president, he's more concerned about the gas prices right now. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. What what else is even going wrong in the world? I feel like we left out even something huge. <laughs> like what? I'm literally gonna read our text. Yes. I'm not gonna read that one. I'm yes. Like, what are you hissing at me for? I'm being a snake emoji. Whatever. I was talking about uh, Joe Biden's brain leaking out of his head. Oh yeah. Well, that's really bad. But that's basically. <laughs> okay. I really want to make this point though. I'm from Delaware, and there's. I've been making this point for months. Haven't I said that's not the same Joe Biden for months? Yeah, over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> as if he's my family member. There are other people from Delaware who I said that's not it. the same Joe Biden. <laughs> I think there is something wrong with his cognitive skills right now. I do not know what he has. I'm not a doctor. I am not going to diagnose him. Please get him diagnosed. There was a report that says he has not done the cognitive functioning test. Yeah, he's got a bad brain. <laughs> and I'm not trying to say this as like a Bernie guy, like get Biden the fuck out of there because his brain's not working. I'm saying this as a guy who's like, I don't want our only option against Trump to be the guy whose brain is breaking. Yeah. Like, even if you want to fuck Bernie over, fuck Bernie over to Liz Warren. Thank you. Good night. That would be better. Are, are we actually done? No, I'm just saying that. Oh. Like that's my, <laughs> like, if, if you want to know where us Bernie bros are feeling right now, Liz Warren is our second choice, and we can't have her, and we're well, pissed. And she's also a snake, and yeah, everyone okay. who's ever mean to her and uh, supporters was I'm, right. My only thing against Liz Warren is that she would do anything with Kate McKinnon, who's the laziest SNL actress, in my opinion. I like Kate McKinnon. I know you do. I just said that to piss you off. I feel like she's um like Jay Wright or Coach K, <laughs> where she's just like, she should clearly be doing like the next level of stuff, but instead she's just like, I'm just going to like... Stay here second and be, example? beloved. Coach K or Jay oh. Wright or Coach K. They're like college basketball coaches where people would be like, why don't you go to the NBA? And they're just like, uh, no, I'm just going to chill here. Like, not deal with that stress or the potential of failure, and I'll just be beloved forever. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and look up Coach K's NBA uh, coaching careers? I mean, he's been at Duke since, like, 1989, so No. Yeah, exactly. But there's been attempts to get him in the NBA, and it's always because he's a dumbass. He doesn't understand the modern game at all. Like Liz Warren. I guess. 
Because well, well, we, we were talking about Kate. No, and but I'm just talking about like something must have happened here, though. Like with all of this like shit that we had to go through, and now to feel like shit. Like Liz should have been number two. I know we went on Kate McKinnon thing, but like Liz should have been number two. And all this shit happened. Is it Liz? Is it the DNC? I don't know. Bernie's policies went out every time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think Liz lost because people were mean online. It only drove people away from Bernie. We've seen it. It would have drove people to Liz because people who were looking for progressive politics would have left the Bernie bros and they would have joined Liz Warren. Well, this is what I've been saying and why I've like there there was a time like last week where I was feeling bad about like being mean to Warren supporters. And now I'm like, if you're like a Warren supporter that is going to Biden or like even considering it, you were you're not progressive. You were wearing it. You're wearing like a look at me. I'm progressive T-shirt. And then when your candidate who you were behind got out of the race, you're like, all right. That t-shirt's off now. I'm just going to like yeah. go be moderate again because I don't have any of the actual values that I claimed I had and that I claimed were the reason for my support for this person. Yeah, and I thought there was a chance that maybe she'd be Joe Biden's VP for a unity ticket. Thankfully, it seems like I don't think she is going to endorse, and if she does, it's still tea leaves She's... Bernie, but I don't think she will. I think she. I think that was that the whole SNL thing was. It was a defiance to say like, I'm relevant and I'm still going to fight, but I'm not going to give you what you want, um, which I'm kind of fine with in the end. But it's disappointing because obviously that would have been a bump for Bernie when Joe's been getting a lot of artificial ones. And that's also been kind of upsetting. Um, also, I've talked a bunch of shit on Keegan Michael Key, who seems to be the only celebrity that is for Joe Biden, <laughs> which is like got to be the worst, like if that's your top list. And I was talking about how he, 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 like, basically lost his entire career since Jordan Peele just, like, split on him. Yeah. Because Jordan that... Peele's actually talented, and Keegan Michael Key is not on, like, any level, and I've felt that way since his Mad TV days. Yeah, that does suck ass for him. Yeah, I told you, though. He's not a good writer, and I feel bad for him, but you picked Joe Biden, I guess. It was all backloaded karma. Um, yeah. I, I actually kind of... Remember we were talking about, like, the self-care thing? Yeah. Isn't it weird how, like, the conversation around Liz Warren since she dropped out has been, like, she doesn't know anyone anything. Like, she just needs to take some time for herself. Yeah. Like, you're, then, you're saying that she should do self-care? Like, yeah. And when, then she when the really... presidential domination hangs in the balance? Yeah, and she also didn't do it. She immediately just, like, did shit. She like, went on SNL as healthcare. <laughs> she went on self-care. And immediately started... Uh, well, I didn't watch the whole Matt All report. The only thing that people latched on. Oh, she was to, shitting on both guys. Yeah, she was shitting on both, but she they put out specifically the Bernie clip more from what I saw. Well, shitting on both because is... our friends are dumbasses and will only like look for the negative uh, reinforcements for themselves. Um, but yeah, that's why I said I'm sure on Matt Al, she was talking about both of those guys have shortcomings and that she's essentially going to not endorse. But she's doing a little bit of, like, wink and nod endorsing the Bernie, it seems. But, you know, really what I wanted at the end of the day was just... I wanted Liz in the fold because I still think her ideas are good. I know we talk about the snake, but she is somebody that we need more Liz Warrens in politics. I know that her judgment might not have been the best during the election a lot of times, whoever gave her that direction, but... You know, if we had more Liz Warrens versus even, like, some of the other people that have been endorsed by Joe, like Kamala Harris, that everybody, you know, wanted to be that kind of, you know, person to jump out of nowhere and be the first female president. I mean, that one was a cop. So, like... She was, like, to people that don't like identity politics and think it has no place in politics at all, like, she is such a perfect example because she's just, like, a youngish african-american woman and she fucking sucks and she would only be riding a wave now of you're her saying identity. specifically she fucking sucks because she's african-american woman is that what i got bobby <laughs> yeah. all yeah, right thanks sorry right. <laughs> no i'm not gonna do that to you <laughs> but i don't know like i i'm so torn between thinking like and i say this as a white guy so take it with a shaker of salt and a goddamn atlantic ocean worth of salt but I'm like skeptical about identity 
politics, like how much it should be emphasized. But when it's someone like Kamala who would just be purely riding identity politics and while just having a standard like moderate platform, it's just like hard not to be cynical about it. Yeah, and her endorsement looked like she was like in jail, like held at gunpoint. That's how it was described to me, and it looked really sad. And then like Cory Booker just endorsed and literally everything that Cory Booker was writing when he was like, you know, two years ago, it was just like all anti-Biden. So like, it's just the the disingenuous nature that's getting us down. But really, I think what we're all just kind of waiting for, and we didn't want to make it too much more politics, even though we're talking about coronavirus here, is waiting to see who's um, the VP picks of both the candidates because... Both of them are older as shit. Might just die of the coronavirus too. Yeah, like so. Like we need to know. Like, like fuck. That's why, and it sucks for maybe his chances of getting elected. But like, that's why Bernie can't have a moderate VP pick because like there is a chance that who the VP is comes into play and matters. Yeah. And so he can't have Kamala, who's just gonna not do yeah, any of this progressive been a agenda. First unity ticket to what Joe could have done. Joe can pick a progressive it doesn't really fucking matter because joe's not joe is just the establishment guy and they're only leaving him out there for seven minutes at a time yeah and the good thing about the establishment is that like they can try to get their ducks in a row against a progressive even if they are the president whereas so like even if the vp is takes over after biden dies they they'll just like fucking figure out a way to well, yeah, because the rest of his cabinet's Bloomberg and shit. Yeah. Pete and Jimmy Kimmel. Um, but yeah, so I think that's the whole point, is coronavirus uh, could still shake up this presidential election by killing um, any of the, one of the candidates, including the Republican incumbent. Um, I sure hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, it would be a real shame if Donald Trump died. Really don't want that to happen. Um, let's go to plugs. Bobby, do you have anything to plug this week? Still no. Still no. Okay. Um, I've been a lot more active on Twitch. Twitch.chivy. Um, type that in as TV um, slash Coderan. I've been twitching a lot more. Jumping around. Right now I'm playing Black Mesa, which is the remake of ha- uh, Half-Life 1. Um, and I was going to do is buy that VR for that cool VR game coming out. And they sold out of all the VR systems. So oh, I thought you had b- bought it already. I thought that uh, I'd wait, and I shouldn't have. Um, but it's fine. No, yeah, they'll make I also don't really have the money for <laughs> they'll it. They'll get the prisoners second. that make seven cents an hour that are main, that are pumping out a hand sanitizer right yeah. now to make VR. Yeah. Um, and there was probably something else I wanted to plug, but who cares? Um, so, yeah, we're in massive panic mode here in America, if you're listening from any other country, but you're probably already dealing with it, too, so we relate to you. Um, yeah, buy that blood. Yeah, Bobby's selling his blood. Uh, that is what he's plugging, Bobby's selling oh, yeah. his blood. We've Cash out $5. We've clearly pissed off anybody voting for anybody but Bernie. Um, I don't so, think they would have been listening in the first place. Nope, not at Well, I think we could have got some of the supporters that we could have definitely turned off. Ah, um, uh, well. <laughs> whoops. Fuck you. <laughs> We're on our way to advertisements yet. Um, so thanks for listening, Erotica. Bobby, is there anything else you'd like to say that will incriminate you for the future? Uh, give me that $5. I'll give you that blood.